Welcome to ADHD SOS. We've heard your call, and don't worry, help is on the way. This is the only podcast that combines mindset skills, cognitive psychology, and the motivational pep talks you need to beat procrastination and achieve peak performance. Join me, your host and fellow ADHDer, Tina L., as we journey from SOS to smooth sailing. Welcome back, SOS Squad. Today, today, we're talking about self-acceptance. In this episode, we'll talk about how to sometimes pass out on the floor and can't get up, the direct link between self-rejection and procrastination, and how your delusion of a perfect future state is keeping you from the life you want right now. And at the end, I'll offer a contract for you to sign, one between you and you, that just might change everything. Have you ever thought to yourself, why does it matter that I accept myself and my ADHD? What I really need to figure out is how to get my work done on time. What I really need to figure out is how to make enough money to pay my bills. What I really need to figure out is how to stop losing it when I get triggered. I have all of these really big problems. Self-acceptance sounds nice to have, and I'll get to it, I will. But first, first, I have to solve these really big problems. This was the dialogue coming straight out of my brain for a very long time. Here's what I didn't understand. Self-acceptance is the key to getting my work done on time. Self-acceptance is critical to making enough money to pay my bills. Self-acceptance is a vital component to regulating my emotions when I'm triggered. There are two main reasons for this. Number one, self-acceptance allows me to embrace the, the accommodations I need to support the brain I have. And with better support, it's way easier to reach my goals. Number two is that shame is the main culprit for almost all of my negative actions. Procrastination, avoidance, and emotional reactivity. Self-acceptance is the antidote to shame. So self-acceptance is what allows me to take action to reach my goals. If you're like many ADHDers, you're probably saying to yourself, great, it sounds nice to feel better, but it also sounds like if I fully accept myself, I'll let myself off the hook. ADHD will be an excuse for not doing the hard things. This is a thought I once had too. I need to be more on the hook, not less. Now, watch me change your mind about this. I have another condition called POTS. POTS stands for Postural Orthostatic Tachycardia Syndrome, which in its most simple terms means that sometimes I get lightheaded and sometimes I pass out. I fully accept myself as someone with POTS. It's not that I like it or that I don't try to avoid passing out. I do try to slow down and get low to the ground when I feel lightheaded. I take salt tablets to regulate myself and decrease the chances of losing consciousness. And sometimes it happens anyway. 
It's not that I'm lazy about doing the hard work of standing on my own two feet, so sometimes I just collapse into a heap. It's not that I want to be passed out on the ground, and so I say that I have pots to excuse my behavior. And sometimes it happens anyway. It's not that I enjoy feeling helpless or out of control. It's not that I want to defer the responsibility of taking care of myself to other people when I have a big fall. And sometimes it happens anyway. No amount of wanting it to be different will make it different. And even though it's totally out of my control, I'm still responsible for the ways I may injure myself or inconvenience other people. And that's why POTS is not an excuse for why I may be laying unconscious on the floor. It's an explanation. It explains why consciousness is something I can't always choose to have. Likewise, ADHD explains why executive functioning is not something I can always choose to have. ADHD explains why focus, motivation, and organization is not something I can always choose to have. ADHD explains why I'm sometimes totally paralyzed by procrastination. Clearly, we don't want to be lying helpless on the floor. Procrastination is a hellish place to be. This is not where we want to be at all. We all know this. Here's the most important part. I accept that despite my best efforts, this will happen to me sometimes. I don't reject this part of me. And one important thing this does for me is that it allows me to embrace enthusiastically and without judgment the everyday accommodations that I can create for myself to support the brain I have. These accommodations are the equivalent of taking salt tablets and getting low to the ground when the dizziness comes on. For example, I know I tend towards time blindness, so I'm going to set alarms for all the important things I need to do on the daily. I know I tend to overestimate what I can get done, so I'm going to give myself twice as much time. I know I'm going to have a hard time motivating myself to do this thing, so I'm going to set up a body double. None of this is possible when shame is at the wheel. When I choose shame instead, I'm not solution-oriented. When I choose shame instead, I feel helpless and hopeless. When I choose shame instead, I tell myself I shouldn't have fallen down in the first place. And yet, the reality is that here we are and I'm on the floor and I can't get up. SOS Squad, say it with me now. ADHD is an explanation for our struggles, not an excuse. After this short break, I'll show you a concrete action plan for developing more self-acceptance. Why saving self-acceptance for your more perfect future self is a bad strategy. And then I'll offer you a self-acceptance contract. One between you and you that just might change everything. Want to know an awesome ADHD hack? Become a follower of the show and new episodes will be served to you automatically when they become available. 
No need to remember to have to go looking for new episodes. Fresh survival strategies will be delivered straight to the homepage of your favorite player. On Spotify, click on the name of the show and click follow under the picture of me. And on Apple Podcasts, click on the name of the show, click on the three dots on the right-hand side and select follow. I can't wait for you to join the SOS squad. In a moment here, we'll jump into the self-acceptance action plan. But before we do, I want to spell out exactly how self-acceptance directly helps us combat procrastination. All humans take action or don't take action because of an emotion. This is the basis of cognitive psychology. When you're feeling optimistic and confident, these emotions drive productive action. When you're feeling anxious and ashamed, these emotions lead to inaction. Sure, you might be able to use anxiety and shame to squeeze out some frenzied last-minute work to meet a deadline. I've been there. But they're not long-term sustainable fuel sources. When used long-term, procrastination, depression, generalized anxiety, and burnout will be hot on your heels. So it's fair to say that eventually the emotion of shame catches up to us and stops us in our tracks. It promotes inaction. This makes sense. I mean, who among us feels motivated by feelings of inadequacy? Who among us feels excited to take action when we don't feel up to the job? When viewed this way, of course, shame leads us to a dead end. ADHD procrastination is in part the result of executive dysfunction, but it's also in large part because of negative emotions like shame. So besides allowing us to embrace the ADHD accommodations we need in our daily lives, self-acceptance does another critical thing. It combats procrastination and helps us take productive action. So hopefully you're starting to see that self-acceptance is starting to sound like something that is actually really mission critical for the ADHD brain. But what is self-acceptance actually? If you're anything like I was, you might be thinking that self-acceptance is some airy-fairy, hold hands around the fireplace and sing kumbaya hippie stuff. So let's get really concrete about what it actually is. Self-acceptance means accepting all parts of oneself, including one's quote-unquote negative qualities, without qualification or exception. That includes your procrastination, your time blindness, your impatience, your emotional dysregulation, your poor memory, and all of the other ways your ADHD shows up. This part is important. Accepting these things doesn't mean that you like them. It means that you recognize that they're a part of you and you don't get down on yourself because of it. Okay, you say, let's say I give this self-acceptance thing a go. How do I actually do it? Like in a practical sense, what are the actions I take? Let's break down what a plan for self-acceptance really looks like. Self-acceptance is essentially about offering yourself kindness in hard moments, such as Days where you can't get clarity. Days where you forget to put your wet clothes in the dryer. Days where you lock yourself out of your car 
and you're late to your psychiatry appointment. Days where you realize all of your well-intentioned vegetables have spoiled in the fridge and there's no way you're going to finish that report on time. It's in the moments where you just cannot that you learn if you have true self-acceptance. In these moments, you can show yourself kindness in two ways. You can show yourself kindness in the form of supportive and comforting self-talk, like, I know we're having a hard time right now, and I'm proud of you for doing what you can. I know this is a challenging moment. Let's see if there's anything we can do to make things feel easier. I know that this is something that we struggle with, and I promise to be patient with myself. And the second way you can show yourself kindness is through supportive action, like recognizing when your executive functions are drained and intentionally refueling them with things like rest, exercise, nourishing food, and fun. Brain dumping your thoughts so that you can think more clearly and reconnect with your motivation for wanting to take action in the first place. Delegating work, setting up a body double, setting up reminders and timers. Self-acceptance is not something to be saved for some future moment when you have it all together. Uh Uh-uh, no way. Speaking of that future, let's talk about your fantasy future self for a minute. Consciously or subconsciously, many of us ADHDers make the mistake of holding our self-acceptance hostage until we believe we are worthy of it. Cue the contingencies. I'll accept myself when I can keep a clean house. I'll accept myself when I can work out consistently. I'll accept myself when I finish writing this book. I played these games with myself all the time. I thought I was motivating myself with the promise of self-acceptance in the future. Besides, I can't afford self-acceptance right now. It's the belief that I can do better and be better in the future that keeps me anxious and on my toes. It's what keeps me scrappy and striving. I believed that I was being disciplined, but what I learned is that self-discipline is often self-loathing in disguise. What I learned is that this conditional promise of future self-acceptance is not self-acceptance at all, because by its definition, self-acceptance is accepting all of your qualities without exception. Besides that, saying you'll accept yourself sometime in the future when you're A better person is a delusion. It's a delusion for two reasons. Number one, there is no future where you're a perfect human. There is no future where you don't have ADHD and display your ADHD qualities. There's only a future where you have better tools and coping mechanisms and more practice using them. Number two, the second reason why believing you'll accept yourself in the future is a delusion is that in order to develop those better coping mechanisms and have practice using new tools, you have to accept yourself now. Negative emotions like shame and self-loathing never drive positive, productive action in the long term. 
They will always motivate you to hide, avoid, and procrastinate. Self-acceptance is especially important for ADHDers because others are often judgmental and lack understanding of our struggles. That means that often we're not propped up by the validation of others. It's up to us to develop an internal voice that speaks the validation and compassion we want and need to hear. So we've talked all things self-acceptance. So what is radical self-acceptance? What exactly does it mean to radically accept oneself? Oxford Dictionary defines radical as affecting the fundamental nature of something. I propose that radical self-acceptance is the kind of acceptance that affects the fundamental nature of our lives and how we see ourselves. The fundamental nature of things can also be thought of as the status quo. This is the way normal humans normally do things. For example, normal humans normally compare themselves to others. Normal humans normally judge themselves based on what they think they should be able to do. Normal humans normally hear criticism and believe that it's the truth about who they are. In order to make a radical change in our self-acceptance, we must resist. We must push back against. We must say no to these norms, the status quo, these normal things that normal people do. We must resist the status quo of comparing ourselves to others, saying things like, why is it so much easier for everyone else? Why can my husband handle all of his stuff and then some while I can barely keep my head above water? Why can my friends handle a jam-packed schedule when I'm overwhelmed with only basic commitments? We are all operating with different capacities. Focusing on the capacities of others without recognizing and praising your own is unfair and unkind. In order to radically accept ourselves, we have to put boundaries around this comparison game. In order to make a radical change in our self-acceptance, we must resist the status quo of shooting on ourselves. We must resist thinking things like, I should be able to focus right now. I should just be able to make that phone call. I should be able to pick up my room on a regular basis. The truth is that you should be able to do exactly what you are able to do. That is your current reality. You can want to do more. You can develop more strategies for sure. But radical self-acceptance means that you accept your real current capacity with kindness and understanding. In order to make a radical change in our self-acceptance, we must resist the status quo of integrating the criticism of others as part of our identity. For example, my boss says I make sloppy mistakes and that means I'm sloppy. My husband says I'm not doing enough and that means I'm not enough. My friend was offended that I didn't remember her birthday and that means I'm a bad friend. People are allowed to have thoughts about you and you get to decide what you believe is true about you. And you can accept that there's negative stuff that's true about you. 
like you're easily overwhelmed or you're not great at remembering dates without it impacting your kindness or compassion towards yourself. To make self-acceptance radical, to make it something that changes the whole game we're playing at, we must engage in these regular acts of resistance. If you want to develop radical self-acceptance, I propose that you consider signing on to the following contract. I, the undersigned ADHDer and incredible human, commit to having compassion for myself when in the midst of struggle. No matter how much I screw things up, and especially when I screw things up, I will be kind to myself. I will create a safe space within myself where I have a soft place to land. The space is free from negative self-talk, blame, and shame. And from that place of safety, I know the bravery to take the leap into action toward my goals will come naturally. I know that fear of a fatal jump is what keeps me in procrastination. Creating this safety is one of the key ways that I free myself to take brave action. I celebrate myself for small wins. If it felt hard for me and I did it, I celebrate it, even if no one else would consider it a win. Actually running the dishwasher? Win. Working out today, even if you haven't been consistent with it for weeks? Win. Showing up and writing for 35 minutes when you thought you had zero minutes in you? Huge freaking win. I accept my recurring ADHD symptoms without personal judgment, including distractibility, time blindness, impulsiveness, forgetfulness, and disorganization. Acceptance doesn't mean that I don't work on improving my skills. It's simply a recognition that because of the structure of my brain, I have the natural tendency toward certain behaviors. I accept that I'm responsible for any negative results of these symptoms. And I do so with an attitude of self-kindness and self-support. I set realistic standards for myself that account for my neurological disadvantages. And I create accommodations to support myself. Is this a contract you're ready to sign? Is this a commitment you're ready to make to yourself? In the show notes of this podcast, you can find a copy of this contract. If you're ready to take on this commitment, I highly recommend copying and pasting the text, printing it out, and signing it, and putting it in a place you'll see it. Let's keep in mind that your signature here does not mean that you'll do this self-acceptance thing perfectly. No way. It doesn't even mean you'll be good at it straight away. What it means is that you're setting the intention to be an ally to yourself. If you notice that you've gone off on another self-loathing bender, that's no problem. Just as soon as you notice, decide to remind yourself, hey, we're not doing that anymore, and direct yourself back to your commitments. Those commitments are a safe space free of negative self-talk. Self-kindness, especially during hard moments, and an acceptance of ADHD as an explanation, not an excuse for why you struggle. And now it's time for the Rescue Recap. 
when it's sink or swim, remember these key takeaways. Self-acceptance might seem like a nice to have, something that can be addressed once we've solved other more practical problems. Here's two important reasons why it's not. Number one, self-acceptance is what allows you to embrace the accommodations you need to support the brain you have. Number two, almost all of your negative actions, procrastination, avoidance, and emotional reactivity come from the same single source, shame. And self-acceptance is the antidote to shame. Self-acceptance means accepting all parts of oneself including one's quote-unquote negative qualities without qualification or exception. That includes your ADHD symptoms. That doesn't mean you like those symptoms. It means you decide to be honest about what you're working with, neurologically speaking, and you drop the personal judgment. You recognize that ADHD is an explanation, not an excuse for why you struggle. We ADHDers tend to make the mistake of holding our self-acceptance hostage until we believe we are worthy of it. But this is delusional. We will always struggle. And besides that, saying we will accept ourselves when dot 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 is not actually self-acceptance because we will have failed to accept our negative qualities. Radically accepting yourself and your ADHD involves regular acts of resistance. It involves resisting the temptation to compare yourself. Like, why is it so much easier for everyone else? It involves resisting the temptation to should on yourself. Like, I should be able to focus right now. It involves resisting the temptation to integrate the criticism of others as part of your identity. Like, my boss says I'm making sloppy mistakes, and that means I'm sloppy. And finally, I propose a contract that you can make with yourself. This contract includes a commitment to a safe space within yourself that is encouraging and free of negative self-talk. Self-kindness, especially during hard moments. And an acceptance of ADHD as an explanation, not an excuse. For why you struggle. So here's the question I want to leave you with for this week. Is there a recurring moment in your life where your inner critic harps on you or your self-acceptance falls away? For example, maybe after conversations with a friend that you feel like you don't measure up to, or when you check your bank account, or when your kid is having another meltdown and you feel like you can't deal What's one way you can add in a little gesture, a little reminder to yourself of your own self-acceptance? Maybe you can back down from the self-blame. Maybe you can put your hand on your heart. Maybe you can tell yourself, I know this is hard and I've got you. I am rooting for you and I love you. SOS squad, over and out. Do you have a question about ADHD or an issue with productivity that you'd like to hear discussed on the show? I would love to throw you a lifeline. 
send your SOS message to ADHDSOSpodcast at gmail.com. That's ADHDSOSpodcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you.